For over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much, much more in the 100-plus episodes of The Past and the Curious that are currently available. Find it in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. We're here with another bonus episode of Reading Bug Adventures Author Visits from The Reading Bug, our family-owned children's bookstore in California. This visit has a special treat, two great craft activities that you can do with The Reading Bug and me, so be sure to listen. For all you Reading Bug Adventures fans, we've got a whole second season of original stories and music in the works, and we're excited to launch it soon. Be sure to subscribe to this channel so you're the first to know when new episodes are released. This week, we're speaking with Jack Challoner, a science writer whose books Maker Lab Outdoors and Maker Lab 28 Super Cool Projects are awesome for summertime science experiments. Jack stopped by the bookstore for a visit and spoke to us about writing science books for kids. If you love craft projects and science, this is a great bonus episode for you. Our author visits are different from our original stories, but they're suitable for all ages and may be of particular interest to anyone who's interested in writing, illustrating, or discovering the latest and greatest in children's literature. So, reader, are you ready? Let's fly to our bookstore in California together. It's time for another Reading Bug Adventures author visit. I almost didn't see you there. How are you? Hi, Lauren. I'm doing great. It's summertime, one of my favorite times of the year. And with school out, I've been looking for some super fun things to do. And what's all this uh, mess? Lauren, this is not mess. This is my maker box. I keep all kinds of scraps for art and crafts in here. See? Popsicle sticks, pipe cleaners, bits of paper... Especially colorful things I find, like wrapping paper. Like this one, with pictures of cats on it. Tape, bottle tops, and more. Whenever I want to make something, I use the supplies in my maker box to do it. Oh, I see. That's quite a collection. Are you getting ready to make something? Oh, yes. I've just read two amazing books by Jack Schaliner called Maker Lab Outdoors and Maker Lab 28 Super Cool Projects. They're full of interesting science facts, and even better, they've got tons of incredible crafts and projects for me to do this summer. I was just getting ready to do a project. Want to join me? Sure. Reader, what do you think? Want to join the Reading Bug for a craft project? 
Great! Reading Bug, what are we going to be making today? This is a project from Maker Lab Outdoors, and it's one that's very special for me. In fact, it ties into some of the things we learned in our garden adventure earlier this year. In our garden adventure, we helped solve the mystery of the missing flowers together. The flowers didn't bloom because the bees, who carry pollen from flower to flower, had disappeared. That's right. And bees aren't the only pollinators in our gardens. Reader, can you guess another kind of bug that carries pollen from plant to plant, enabling flowers to bloom and fruits to grow? Butterflies, right. Butterflies love the sweet nectar of flowers, and each time they land on a plant to slurp up some nectar, little bits of pollen stick to their legs, bodies, and wings, and they carry it with them to the next plants they visit. Do you want to bring more butterflies into your garden? Well, in Maker Lab Outdoors, there's a terrific project for making a butterfly feeder to hang on a tree branch or on your patio. Reading Bug, do you think we could make one together now? Great idea! Reader, feel free to listen as we make our butterfly feeder and make your own later. Or you can pause to gather up some supplies and make your feeder right along with the Reading Bug and me. And if we're ever moving too fast, just pause the podcast while you catch up. To find this and even more great projects with awesome pictures and instructions, you can find and buy Jack's books at thereadingbug.com slash authors. Here's what you'll need to make the feeder. A paper cup, string, scissors. If you're not big enough, these are for grown-ups to use. Double-sided tape, a flat kitchen sponge cut in a one-inch square, a piece of colored plastic bag about six inches square, a pencil, and some orange juice. Got it? Great. Let's get started. The cup is what will hold our orange juice nectar when we're done, and we'll need to be able to hang it up. So the first step is to poke two holes near the lip of the cup on opposite sides. Tie your string through the holes in the cup so it looks like a bucket with a handle. Perfect. Next, take your pencil and poke a hole right through the middle of the bottom of your cup. Now wiggle the pencil around a little to widen the hole so it's about twice the diameter of your pencil. Okay, I did it. But I don't think this feeder is going to be able to hold much nectar with a great big hole in the bottom. You're right, Lauren. That's why our next step is to plug the hole with a bit of sponge. Use the back of your pencil to push the square piece of sponge through the hole in the bottom of the cup. It should plug the hole completely and poke out of the bottom of the cup just a little bit. Awesome job. We're almost done. Now our last step is to make our feeder look like a beautiful flower that a butterfly would love to sip nectar from. So take your piece of plastic bag and draw the shape of a flower on it. What's your favorite kind of flower? A rose? A daisy? A sunflower? I'm drawing a daffodil. It has a few large petals coming out from the center. Just like that. Great work, Lauren. And be sure to draw a circle in the middle of your flower, too. Once you're finished drawing, cut out the flower or have a grown-up cut your flower out for you. Oh, I see. Next, I'm guessing we'll use the double-stick tape to stick the plastic flower to the bottom of the cup, right? That's right. Stick it right to the bottom of the cup with the sponge in the center. Beautiful. You did it. Now hold your cup upright and pour a tiny bit of orange juice into it to wet the sponge. And there you have it. It's now a butterfly feeder. Go ahead and hang it someplace special and watch as the butterflies come to feed. 
Keep adding little bits of orange juice so the sponge doesn't dry out. Hey, look! Here's a butterfly now. Hi, friend. How's the nectar? It's delicious. Thank you. I can't wait to tell all my friends about this special flower. Did you hear that? She's going to tell all her friends. I can't wait to see all the butterflies that come and visit. Did you know that there are more than 15,000 kinds of butterflies? Every time you see one at your feeder, make some notes about what it looks like and how it behaves. And see how many different kinds of butterflies you can see. Great idea, Reading Bug. While you keep a lookout for more butterflies, I've got a special treat. An interview with the author of Maker Lab Outdoors, Jack Challoner. Jack knows so much about science, and he came here to meet with us all the way from England. Take a listen, and when we're done, why don't we join you for one more craft project? Okay, Lauren. After the interview, we can make invisible ink and write secret notes together. How fun. We'll be back for sure. But for now, I'm thrilled to introduce Jack Challoner, author of Maker Lab Outdoors and Maker Lab 28 Super Cool Projects. Welcome, Jack. Thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? Well, so I'm, I'm from England, in case you haven't worked that one out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you knew that. I knew um, that. And I've come over, actually, to go and do a presentation at the Maker Fair, mm-hmm. which is uh, next weekend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and to go and see some schools and, and bookstores like this lovely bookstore here. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, in the, in the Maker Lab Outdoors book, which is the latest one, there's, there's 25 uh, projects. A lot of them make a lot of mess, or they take a week or even more to do, or there's lots and lots of steps. So in choosing projects that I could do in schools and bookstores, uh, we were quite limited to things that we can do on, you know, in a, on a small space, sure. on a table or something like that. So um, I'm going to do some things with water Excellent. and air because I love water and air. Mm-hmm. And I think they, uh, they're two of the things that I love when you're, when you're outdoors. You know, you're surrounded by air and there's wind and there's cool air and there's hot air and mm-hmm. there's bubbles and things like that. Um, and water, of course, we all love water, exactly. by the seaside or the river or whatever. Um and both of those things uh, are fascinating for a scientist as sure. well. Yeah. So certainly when I was growing up, I used to wonder what water was made of. I wrote a poem about that. In fact, I, want to hear I do want to hear a poem. What now? Can you, can you recite it? I can, yeah. Okay, let's do it. I could do it the whole way through, but it's quite long. So I'll just do the first bit because <laughs> okay. it's relevant to the experiment. Good, actually. excellent. Would that be okay? Yes. Take some water on your finger, gaze at it, and think... What's it made of? Why is it wet? Why is it good to drink? Then divide the drop in half by taking half away. Could you go on dividing it in half like this all day? The answer is no, you couldn't, for there's a smallest bit. It's called a water molecule. It's tiny. You could fit a trillion water molecules on top of this small dot. There are more water molecules in just one tiny drop than all the grains of sand on all the beaches you could visit. A water molecule must be the smallest thing there is, or is it? And then it goes on, but I'll stop there. That's excellent. So Thank you very much. So water is made of these tiny, tiny bits called molecules, and they're Mm -hmm. so tiny that there are trillions and trillions of them, even in a tiny drop. Mm -hmm. And knowing that, I think, makes water really fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> so and drops drops of water are sort of round and they stick together like that because the water molecules 
are all clinging together. So if you have a trillion water molecules and they're all clinging together, they make a a round shape like a drop. Okay. So that's why mm-hmm. water makes streams and drops and things. Sure. So the so the experiments we're going to do with water today, mm-hmm. it's useful to think of water being made of these tiny bits called molecules. I assume you love science, which is I why you do. write about it. I do. <laughs> I wanted to know, what came first, a love of writing or a love of science? Um, I was always curious when I was a child, and I think, I think all children are curious anyway, really. And some people lose that, I think, as they grow older. I've never lost that. So I'm curious about how things work and why things are the way they are. Mm-hmm. And I think my father helped me with that. But um, I remember going home from a school lesson one time and the teacher had told us how hot the sun was, about five and a half thousand degrees. Uh, and, and my dad said, how do they know? Mm. And sometimes it's just easy to take things for granted like that when people tell you stuff. Yeah. But it's good to be curious and wonder why. And so I think from then I, I just began looking around the world and wondering why things happen the way they do. Mm-hmm. Why are trees, why are leaves green and why is the sky blue and what's water made of and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Just all the sort of questions that I think everyone has but they don't necessarily ask and then wonder why enough. So I think that's why I got into science and then at, at school I did well at science and then I went to college and studied uh, physics which is a type of science and then uh, and then I went on to be a a science teacher science and math teacher and then I worked in a a science museum so it was science 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 and then I guess I'd been writing poetry when I was a child and I I love words as well Mm -hmm. so kind of came naturally to combine the two and, and I've been writing that for 27 years 27 years and 40 books that's a lot <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> So I noticed in the foreword in uh, Maker Lab Outdoors that you have written about a book that you had growing up that was inspirational to you. Can you tell us a little bit about that yeah, book? Yeah, absolutely. And I, for me, it's really nice to remember that time when I was a child and I was curious about how things worked. And there was this book that I had. And in fact, it was given to my sister, who's five years older than me, uh, and I just think it's beautiful, and it really inspired me, and it made me realize the power of books as well as the power of curiosity. And, and for me, I read it all the way through. I did most of the experiments, and now it looks very old-fashioned. Got that, with the ink and everything. <laughs> it's great. great. It's a beautiful book. Um, and I've since um, Googled this, this guy who wrote it, Ira Podendorf, uh-huh. who died about 10 years ago. But he was, as far as I can... As far as I can read, he was kind of doing the sort of thing that I did. He was passionate about explaining science. And, sure. he, and he wrote books, but he was way ahead of his time because he was getting kids to do stuff at home and um, get inspired when they were wow. young. And, that, and he's inspired me to do what I do today. I've kept, I've kept hold of it yeah. for, for all these years because sure. I'm not seven anymore. No. <laughs> well, that's okay. Um, and I've kept hold of it because it was important to me. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You've written so many books on different scientific topics. Mm. Um, how do you start researching a book? So it really depends on what the, what the book is. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm writing a book about magnets and it's for children, then I kind of, it's all in here already. Okay. Because um, I love magnets. Who doesn't? Magnets are <laughs> <They're> cool. <laughs> um, if it's a book about uh, how the sun works for adults... Again, I have a pretty good idea because I did physics, but mm-hmm. I need to I need to re- 
read up the latest research and, and, and that takes a lot longer. Um, so a, a, a book like this with activities for, for kids to do at home, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's stuff I've done before or some of them I've de- developed myself mm-hmm. and I'll have a play in the kitchen and stuff. But the science that, ex- that I explain to go along with the activities um, is kind of in here already because I've been doing it so long. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I, I might write, uh, so a couple of years ago, I, I wrote a book about cell biology, which is cells are the things that we're made of in plants. Every living thing is made of cells and how they work, uh, you know, in the, in the, at the microscopic level is really fascinating and really complicated. So this was a book for adults. Uh-huh. Um, and I had to do, I had to become a mini expert in that for a year. So I read a lot and spoke to a lot of working scientists and really became like a cell biologist for a year wow. to write that book. So, but that's I, what I love is is the explaining and trying to make it clear and getting other people interested in it because I have a passion for it and I'm I'm interested in that yeah. kind of stuff. So, so in doing that, I mean, do you have to do a lot of experimenting and a lot of hands-on activity to get these books to where you want them so that they're understandable for adults and for kids? Well, certainly the, the kids ones. Again, like these, that uh, some 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 of the non-fiction books that I do have stuff that you can try at home, and, mm-hmm. and for that, absolutely, mm-hmm. I have to do. Uh, my kitchen is often a mess, mm-hmm. <laughs> making slime or you know spilling water everywhere, and just trying to make new 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 ways of of explaining science to people in a fun way. We know a lot of kids who like to play with slime. Yeah, yeah. Slime is good. <laughs> it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Are there any slime experiments in, in, um, in either of these books? In this one, there's uh-huh. a great recipe for slime. Uh, that's in the original Maker Lab 20 yeah. super cool projects. <laughs> Fun. Yeah, that, we've seen full books on slime in the store here right, at the Reading well, Bag. But, yeah. But there's, and there's some really great stuff in here. I really want to make the rubber band solar system. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. coming out. <laughs> <laughs> that's so neat. Yeah. So, um, what, what is your favorite subject in science? Do you have one? I mean, I don't really have one. Mm-hmm. But if I, had to, if I had to choose one, I guess it would be astronomy, you know, space and stars and planets and things. Mm-hmm. I once wrote a, a, a jazz opera about the solar system. Wow. And the planets. <laughs> so music on top of everything else? Yeah, so I, I sing and play music. Do well. you really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, neat. Yeah. And mostly jazz or is it? Mostly jazz, wow. yeah, yeah. Okay. But all sorts, yeah. Lots so, um, creativity on all sides. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the other thing. For me, uh, as a science writer, I really want to bring some creativity to that to, to try and get more people interested who wouldn't necessarily otherwise pick up a science book. I mm-hmm. think it's great to make them colourful and exciting and people who like to use their hands but wouldn't necessarily think of, think scientifically, I think would really enjoy these books and you know, the science comes along, they, they make the things, they, they do the experiments and have the, the fun and the surprises. Uh-huh. But then the science is there and hopefully they'll read that as well and go, oh, that's how that works. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. I think it's hard. I think you've done a great job in these books and in, in making it also entertaining to read as well as do, right. the, do, the, do the experiments and the projects. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear because they're, they're beautifully designed. And the, they are beautifully the, designed. The team that, uh, that made the book, they're mm-hmm. great and they worked hard and they're, you know, creative and wonderful but it's nice to hear that the words work as well yeah 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 that's i mean that's hard to do i mean yes yeah. and, and there's there's great diagrams and it shows you exactly how to do the projects which i know can be really yeah. frustrating for kids if they can't kind of visualize what they're about to do yeah um so that's really nice and so 
28 projects in this book, 25 in this book. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, that's no, but I mean, did you, did you have even more than that number? Did you edit those down to well, get to the best projects? Yeah, or? Oh, absolutely. That yeah. was a huge long list. And between you and me, there might be a third one. You know? mm. I can't say anymore at this mm. moment, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think there were 25 here because the, the Maker Lab Outdoors book, uh, some of those take a long time and have more steps and they're a bit more complicated. Not, mm -hmm. not difficult to do, but just they have more steps. Sure. So I think that's what it was. And you were saying, I think, so these can take, some of these can take days to do as opposed yeah. to just... Or even a, or even a week or more. Week. So um, in, in the Outdoors book, there's an experiment where you grow mycelium, which is... Um, the, the the main part of the fungus. So if you imagine like um, a little tiny flower has a big root system under the ground and the, the mycelium is like the root system for, for mushrooms and things. And this stuff grows and it's very beautiful. That's so, so you can find out how to grow your own mycelium and things like that. And that takes wow. a couple of weeks. So wow. yeah, there's all sorts of projects like that. Lots of fun. Yeah. So in, in choosing these projects and creating them, did you have any major failed projects that you were hoping would work but you just couldn't get between you between you and me a lot of them are things that i saw when i was growing up or you know i mm -hmm. saw when i was training to be a teacher and things like that so we draw on all those sorts of things but i think it's really nice to have a book and as you say mm -hmm. the step-by-step -step thing is really clear yeah and it's a beautifully designed book and it's nice just to have them all together mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yes there are some original things in there as well yes. <clears throat> and uh and i'd like to think you know, as you said, the writing, I think, is really important as well, mm -hmm. that it's, you know, it ties it all together, and I I think, and I hope, that the explanations are clear, and, and mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. think it's a beautiful book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, DK does great, great work. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Nice um, and bright illustrations are always great. Yeah, I've done quite a few books for DK now. <laughs> mm -hmm. and so, and you know, the reason I ask about failed experiments, I think, is right. because, you know, I, I know... Um, there's books like Rosie Revere Engineer and there are mm -hmm. you know, fiction books about trying and trying until you get it yeah. right. And what's really neat about this is that this has been tried and tested and true. That, yeah. So a kid can go ahead and really um, and really make it work. Yeah, absolutely. Although, or not, not although, but yes. I would I would add to that mm -hmm. that in these in both of these books, the spirit of them is once you've done this. Mm -hmm try making a bigger version or try it with, you know, different materials or, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. So, so the readers can have lots kind of, of experiments. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's really nice. I think to, to expand on that once you understand how it works and you've done the one, the version that's in here, take it further and, and try it a different way and mm -hmm. become a real scientist then. That's great. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited to start experimenting and okay. seeing what we can do and what projects we can make. You can pick up Maker Lab 28 Super Cool Projects or Maker Lab Outdoors at The Reading Bug or online at thereadingbug.com. And you can also uh, pick these up at your local independent bookstore anywhere in the country. So thank you. Or very anywhere much. in the world. Anywhere in the world. That is true. <laughs> that is very true. Great. Jack Challoner, thank you so much thank for being you. with us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And I hope if, uh, if and when people read these, they really enjoy it and try everything out and be scientists. We're excited to try some more at home. I know we'll do yeah. some more. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Well, what did you think? That was great, Lauren. I especially loved his poem about water. Me too, Reading Bug. So, how about one more maker project before we go? I think you said you had an invisible ink recipe? That's right. This activity is from Maker Lab 28 Super Cool Projects. And it's a recipe for invisible ink that you can use to write top secret messages. 
Oh, wow. I can't wait. What do I need for this project? To make invisible ink and create a secret message, you're going to need one lemon cut in half, a small bowl, a plain white piece of paper, and a cotton swab. A grown-up will also need to help you use the oven in order to make your secret message visible. First, squeeze the lemon into the small bowl so you've got a bowl of lemon juice. You can compost your lemon rind once you're done squeezing. Next, dip your cotton swab into the lemon juice and use it to write a message on the piece of paper. You could draw a secret map to your piggy bank or your room. You could write a message to your best friend. Or you could write a special thank you to mom or dad or a sibling. It's fun writing a secret message that no one else can see. Look, the page still looks blank, even though I've drawn a picture on it with the lemon juice. That's right, Lauren. Lemon juice is clear, so it doesn't show up when you use it to write on a page. But we can make it show up and uncover your secret message. You can? How? Well, when you're done writing your secret message, you'll need to get a grown-up to help. Ask them to set the oven to 400 degrees Fahrenheit. And once the oven is heated, put your paper on a baking sheet and have them help you pop it in the oven. After about one half hour, your secret message will be fully revealed and a grown-up can help you retrieve it from the oven. Wow. Okay. Maybe I'll write a secret song and reveal it in an upcoming episode of Reading Bug Adventures. Be sure to tune in for a whole new season of Reading Bug Adventures original stories and music beginning in fall of 2018. Thanks so much for joining us today, Reading Bug. Of course. And reader, if you want to find even more activities for the summer, check out these and other great books by Jack Schaliner at thereadingbug.com slash authors. Or go look at more exciting books for makers at thereadingbug.com slash makers. We can't wait to see what you make this summer. Show us pictures of your projects on social media or at readingbugadventures.com. Okay, reader. Until next time, let's fly! See you soon. any of the books you've heard about in today's podcast, please visit thereadingbug.com slash authors. Our Author Visits podcast is produced by The Reading Bug, our family-owned children's bookstore in California, and sound mixing and mastering is done by the team at Resonate Recordings. To learn more about us, visit thereadingbug.com, and to get great books picked by independent bookstore experts at The Reading Bug, like me, and ship monthly to your doorstep, visit readingbugbox.com. Reading Bug Box offers a personalized selection of great books based on each child's unique age and interests and reading level. Exciting and engaging children at every age with great literature and exclusive content like games, craft ideas, author signed copies, and more. It's the kind of subscription service that only an independent bookstore can provide. For photos and fun details about our boxes, follow us on social media at Reading Bug Box. A very special thanks to the entire staff of The Reading Bug and to you, our listeners. Stay tuned. We'll be back soon with another Reading Bug Adventures author visit. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. 
That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.